I felt very overlooked. I felt confused and disappointed. I felt, yeah, what's wrong with me? Hello, friend. If you've ever posted something on social media and checked back with that eager anticipation only to hear crickets, or created art you were really proud of that no one responded to, or even just tried to share a story at the dinner table and felt like your voice was drowned out, you're not alone. Welcome to Advice Column. I'm Lisa, and in this community, we share with one another to combat isolation and accelerate our life learning. In this episode, we're sharing our experiences putting our ideas out into the world and not feeling like they're appreciated. We're going to hear how different people have grappled with that and what they did, so that'll give us ideas for how we might process similar experiences in our own lives. I'm interested in this topic because a couple of years ago, I started a nonprofit with a mission I was really excited about. My team and I worked very hard at sharing what we thought would be helpful information, and we did all the things. We built a website, wrote newsletters, tried to build social media accounts, and I conducted over a 100 interviews that we put on YouTube. But hardly anyone would watch those videos. In fact, sometimes I would have 10 hours of work in for every one view. And at that level of efficiency, I thought it'd be so much easier for me just to have coffee with a friend and share ideas. I thought about this project night and day, thinking maybe if I could get better at this skill or that skill or crack the YouTube algorithm, then maybe I could get traction. But nothing seemed to work. I had a lot of really negative feelings about it. I felt inadequate, unpopular, unsuccessful, and even at times resentful. And then I also just felt foolish for having wasted time and money on it. So I asked our panelists today to share how they have handled experiences in their lives when they didn't get the response they'd hoped for. I've asked each of them to introduce themselves and then tell you a random detail about themselves and then share their experience. So let's listen into the panel now. My name is Molly and I love my Uggs so much. I wear them every day, even in the summer. I am a musician and I made an album a couple years ago and I haven't released it publicly, but about six months after I made the album, I released it to all of the people who backed me. I I raised money to make the album and all the people who gave money to me, I released it to them solely and privately. I felt really empowered in doing that because I didn't ask anybody if it was good business to do this sort of thing. I knew it probably wasn't, but I just felt so connected with these people and I wanted to give them something. A handful of people responded really positively, but that was it. And then about a year and a half later, in a one week, I had three people reach out to me and say how excited they are to hear my album when it comes out. And all three of those people had been sent the album a year and a half earlier I felt very overlooked and kind of just insignificant. I similarly did some self-reflection and realized that I look heavily for validation once I put something out into the world that I've created and I have this need for other people to like it. And once they like it, then I feel like I can like it. And so this was a really good test for me kind of just to remind myself that I'm going to make things that people don't like 
And just because people don't respond doesn't mean they don't like it. It means that people are thinking about themselves and everyone has their own problems and issues that they're dealing with every day. And I shouldn't expect that people are going to be sitting at their emails waiting for my album to pop in. But it was good. It was a good test for me as moving forward as I get ready to release my album this year, just to remember that the people who who need it will get it. And there will be people who don't like it and that's okay. But ultimately what matters most is that I like it. And then once I put it out into the world, I can't control it anymore. So all I can do is let go and let it be what it needs to be. And that's helped me a ton. My name is Rachel, and though I live in sunny San Diego, I have a weird obsession with coats. Like, I have more warm weather jackets than many of my East Coast friends, to which they often make fun of me about. I started a blog uh, in 2018 during a time when my work life had slowed down a little bit. And then more recently, I released an online course to help people with the first basic steps of starting a new business, a a service-based solopreneur business. When I first put it out, I just felt very empowered. I felt a lot of pride. I had made this goal to do this thing and I had done it. And I also just had a blast making it. And I was definitely disappointed in the lack of initial signups. And so it was, it's a weird mix because there's disappointment and pride and, you know, again, the, the joy of the journey of the creation process. And I think all of those things for me coexist. Like I said, the results were slow, but got such great feedback from the people that did take it initially and that did sign up that I was able to, I think, just tap into that. And, and this was a side hustle, right? This was a passion project. It was not my primary you know, means of earning income. And so I want to make that clear too, because I think that's an important aspect of how I was able to frame it and why it didn't sink my ship, um, which I think it easily could have if that was my main thing. I think it would have. So because it was a passion project, I thought, okay, well, it's out there in the world. It's an evergreen product. It's going to serve who it's going to serve. And I just believe that I was meant to make it at this time. And so in that, I have to also trust that it's going to serve who it's supposed to serve whenever it's going to serve them. It was a great reminder about the joy and the journey just lesson, which I'm constantly learning and continually (laughs) trying to embrace. So for me, that was the, the lesson that I got out of it trusting that we are doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing and releasing it out into the universe, for lack of a better term, and allowing it to to be what it's going to be. And and that letting go, surrender was a big lesson for me. It's been a great growth mindset tool. My name is Ron Jensen, and I live in San Diego. And I'm a speaker. I speak on conventions around the world. But my best my best buddy right here right now is Frankie, our little cockapoo. Yeah, I've been creating content a long time as a speaker and a writer, books and, and the like. But 
I started into uh, social media many years ago when it started to become popular and started to build a fairly big presence in Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram and so on. And a few years ago, I, st- I started to develop a course that I'd been teaching all over the world uh, for many years with uh, terrific results that, uh, on, on dealing with stress, uh, stress versus distress, and uh, created you know, massive numbers of uh, short videos, but basically the same content, had it all edited, uh, put together well, uh, marketed it uh, as aggressively as we knew how, put it up on on a, a couple of major platforms and then marketed through the social media and some affiliates and the like. And I had maybe a dozen people buy the course and take the course. But my re- my reaction was, what? I, I've been teaching this for years and people responded, but not here. And they're not buying it and I'm doing the email stuff. And uh, that left me uh, confused and frustrated and disappointed, and a little hurt. And that led me to doing some serious thinking about, uh, why am I doing this? And I, well, I was thinking it's impact. I want to have impact, which was case. But, you know, I prayed about it, and I felt like God was saying to me, hey, uh, Ron, stop thinking just big. Live in the moment. You know, love people, coach, mentor. Uh, one person could be as significant as, you know, 100,000 people. And uh, so I kind of got into bloom where you're planted mode and say, let's settle back. And, and for me, I just think the social media world is and online is so busy and people are so bombarded with so much. It's just an incredibly competitive thing. And you have to really want it to make it work. So I'm at peace now. I, I realize that I, I should just focus in on those things that I do well and that I get response, get response from. And that is that's happened, and so I've been able to uh, be productive in that sense. And this idea of, of uh, blooming where you're planted is is uh, been really good for me because I've always had a big idea, big strategy, big goal type guy. And because my my finances aren't really tied to what I was doing, it didn't uh, have a negative impact that in that sense on me. It it just uh, was a kind of a gut punch and. Uh, but as I realized, I could focus in on the needs around me, whether it's loving my wife or, or my family or, or the people around me or my, those I'm coaching or mentoring or speaking to. That's been really helpful and uh, put me at peace. Aside from the money issue, which is no small issue for, I think, for most. But aside from that, I, I do think, you know, creating content ought to be a little bit like journaling. I mean, you know, we kind of the only one we hope probably will ever see that is us, but we kind of communicate to, you know, to God or to, you know, our own inner life in a, in a very transparent way and, and share the grappling. And there's just, there's real empowerment to that. So that that's been a value to me, I think, through this whole process too, just self-learning. My name's Peter Goral. Uh, I'm a uh, social media brand strategist. I decided to create this branding coaching business. I was just trying to be, I think, like everyone else. I was just trying to say, you know, I've got the five steps to do this or the 10 steps to do that. I actually thought I had something. (laughs) People were not responding to it. And I actually thought, yeah, what's wrong with me? 
what I, you know, what am I doing? It's almost um, a depressing, bottomless pit kind of feeling. I don't look at myself as a loser, right? But you start to feel that way if you're not careful. Well, I decided to actually go get some help. I think there's a lot of people in the world that like just don't realize that it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. And in all honesty, I it wasn't until I had reached out to my coach, he actually just said to me, he goes, you've got to come out natural. And you've just got to press record and say the first thing that comes out of your mouth. That's what people will connect with. I just didn't understand that building a personal brand was more about showing who you really are. And the more genuine you are and the more realistic you are, the better you're going to serve yourself and the better audiences you're going to attract. Well, it worked out great because I evolved, right? And it didn't happen immediately, but over over a period of a couple of years, it enables me now to pass it on to other people. I'm fortunate I've got some metal and some strength and some perseverance inside me, you know, to take me over the hump. But I've also got some really great friends and really great coaches who are, you know, um, I think at the end of the day, I've just said, hey, Peter, don't take yourself so seriously, number one. And number two, get out of your own way. Don't stop yourself. My name is Dan Bennett. Uh, online, I go by the Antipreneur. And one thing I love about that is it's not only one of my favorite parts of storytelling, which is pattern interrupt, but it's also uh, something that's a little easy to remember. So um, January 1, 2019, I decided to make a piece of video content every day for 200 days. I still can't tell you why, uh, but I did. And um, I put that content out, no weekends off, none of that, just 200 straight pieces of content. And as I was about halfway through that, I started realizing, well, what's cool about this is I can take whatever I find out and share it with my audience so they don't have to go make 200 pieces of content. And I had this big reveal video coming up, a lot of you know fanfare around it. Everyone was ready to see what I found out. And I was honest. I said, you know, I've looked at the metrics. I put the same videos on different platforms, see if they did better on certain platforms for me. And I hope you guys don't hate me. But what I found out is it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just, it didn't matter. 200 straight pieces of video content did not lead to anything significant. 200 straight pieces of content got hardly any traction at all. So I'm one of those guys that, you know, I enjoy pain in the sense of I, I like being wrong and I like saying I'm sorry because it leads to growth. And I like growth more than I hate how uncomfortable it is to be sorry or wrong. I felt really, really good about being able to tell my audience, these are the numbers. You can see they're all over the place. It started to be the beginning of me realizing that some of these platforms are just like the abyss. You just create things and throw them into this black hole where they live for a day or maybe two. And for me, uh, really wasn't serving me at all. So it's the beginning of starting to figure out my own content development as well. So I, uh, last October, launched my channel brand new from scratch, Zero, and got really serious about what I wanted to say to the world and who I wanted to help. And that's when I started getting traction. But I started getting, you know, mini viral videos taking off because of putting that work in and hitting on these things that are important. 
and really focusing on what do I want and how can this platform help me get there as opposed to let's use this platform because we're supposed to and hope that it does well. That's not the social media platform. It's not the likes and follows, although all those things are a part of it. It's, you know, how much impact can you make uh, by utilizing these tools? I really appreciate our panelists sharing their experiences, and I'm taking away some helpful thoughts. I heard that it's important for the process of sharing to be joyful in and of itself, regardless of what anyone else thinks of it. And then I heard the idea of trusting that the content will serve whomever it's supposed to serve in whatever timing is meant to be. I also heard that being clear on what we want to achieve in the world is a really meaningful step before even setting about to share. I hope you're taking away some gems from this conversation too, and that above all else, if you're feeling discouraged, you realize that you're not alone in your struggles. I'd love to hear from you if you have feedback on how I can make these episodes more helpful for you. You can contact me at advicecolumnpodcast at gmail.com. Lots of love, and I'll see you in the next episode.